Well, as you know, we are moving into our big give season once a year uh, where we all join together to give above and beyond our regular giving uh, to a special missional cause. And this year, the big give is really focused on two elements. One is being strong here, which includes a expansion of our campus to be able to reach people and connect with people more effectively. And then also to send there, and that means to plant this church in Rosh Pina, Israel. And so I'm really excited uh, to introduce to you Pastor Israel Elus. Uh, pastor Israel is a Messianic Jew and he's a pastor in the Galilee right now. He was born to Moroccan parents but heard the gospel while visiting in South Africa. Uh, he has now been trained in Bible college in Israel, and he planted a church in the Galilee that is growing and thriving. And now we are partnering with Pastor Israel in planting the church in Rosh Pina. And so you are going to be delighted to hear from this man. Every time I talk to him, he just encourages my heart. And uh, so would you just uh, give him a warm Texas uh, welcome uh, to Pastor Israel. Come on up here, Pastor. To stand here with you, it's an event and to come and teach you and to share with you about our Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus. It's something unheard of, that the Jewish person, I grew up to a family that all my teachers and my parents and my history taught me that Jesus is not for us. Jesus is not far away from this. I remember even a story one day that they brought a New Testament, they put it in the things and it was a chaos. How it defiled us with the New Testament. And, and think about it. For thousands of years, for thousand Christians have persecuted the Jews. What they've heard is convert, die, or live. And for so many years, the, from the pogrom and the Spanish Inquisition and the Holocaust and so on, while the church was partnering through that, many Jewish people, that's what they know. That's what they know. So for me to stand here after thousands of years of, of being in darkness, the Lord says he will hide the eyes of Israel from seeing the truth for your sake that you may come in. So to sit here and now to share with you about Jesus Christ is just, wow. A mystery, the scripture tell us that a, a mystery that was hidden for generation and people and time and being revealed through the cross, through Jesus Christ. For most people, it's a foolishness. But for us who believe, who truly believe, it's life, life, liberty, and life, and abundance of life. We hold to the cross. We stand in the cross. We kneel before the cross. We 
worship because this is life for us. I left Israel so confused to South Africa to stay for one month, one month. But the Lord have a different plan. Many other plans in man's heart, the, Lord, the Bible teaches us, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. And I have to share with you this story because it's, uh, it's amazing. I came to visit for, for that one month, I got to buy a second-hand car from, from the garage in South Africa in Johannesburg. And the guy there, the owner, comes out to me and he said to me, uh, can I help you? I said, yes, I'm looking for a, a, to buy a $1,000 car second-hand. He said, ah, you, you Israeli. So he, he started to speak to me in Hebrew. And obviously, he's Israeli that came earlier to South Africa and established a business there. So he asked me, where are you from? I said, I'm from Maalot in the Galilee. He said, whoa, I've got a family in Maalot. I said, who are they? Do you know Hasiba and Eliyahu Ilus? They are my parents. <laughs> who are you? Apparently, find out that his grandfather and my grandfather are brothers. And I don't know if you know all your cousins and uncles and stuff. I don't know all of them. I never met the guy. But here I am. So a plan that was supposed to be for one month have lasted almost 27 years. And because of this car that is later on broke down, <laughs> I met my wife. And then I met my Lord, my King, my Savior, Jesus Christ, Yeshua Mashiach. But it wasn't easy. It took two years from the first time, for the first time that somebody dared to share with me that Jesus is the Messiah of Israel. It took two years of fighting it within me, speaking to rabbis and, and, and dealing with this issue. In the beginning, it was no way. I mean, I can't bring that to Israel. I can't bring, bring this to my home. But later on, the Lord, through meeting more and more Christians and more encouragement, and then Jewish for Jesus, I came finally in 96 to meet the Messiah. The Messiah that from Genesis, from Moses, from the prophets have spoken about, about him. They spoke about the, the, the king that will come, the king will come, the king will come. They spoke Zechariah in chapter 9, verse 9. He says, rejoice, O Zion, for your king is coming. Rejoice. The king is righteous. Rejoice. In Psalm 24, oh, the gates of heaven, the ga rejoice, open the gates that may the king will come in. And the prophets carried on. Isaiah chapter 9, a child will be born to us and he will be a wonderful counselor. He will reign on the throne of David. Jeremiah 23 verse 5 and I will raise into the house of David a, a king a king all the prophets the king the king the king Samuel said 
Second Samuel verse, chapter 7, verse 13, his kingdom will be forever. So you can think when the king will come, the king will come, the king. And by the way, we as Jewish people were supposed to be light to the nation. We were supposed to share with the nation that the king will come through our love, through our conduct. We were supposed to, we were supposed to be light to the nation. But God, he says, I will hide the eyes of Israel. I will hide the eyes of the prophets, the seers, and the wise people of Israel, and they will not see. The book will be a sealed book because you worship me with your lips, but your heart was not right. Because from the heart, my brother and my sister, from the heart comes everything. We speak from what is in the heart. We conduct ourselves for what is in the heart. Our body is just a tool. Our mind is a tool to fulfill the desires of our heart. You're here because it was in your heart to come here. But, and this is one of the amazing things, when, when the prophets shouted, the king will come, the king will come, the king will come, 2,000 years ago, the king came and what did he proclaim the kingdom is coming the kingdom is here the kingdom is here the kingdom is at hand finally the king is here because where the king is the kingdom is there with him but the jewish people looked at this rock because it's a stone it's a shoot it's called the shoot the king the, the servant of god the stone but as a chief cornerstone, as a house, when you, when you look, when you build a house and you look at the level and you check the stone and you say, wow, this is a perfect stone and on that stone I'll build a house. The leaders of Israel look up, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, look up at this stone. Rubbish. Rubbish. And it became, as Psalm 118 says, the, core, the, chief, the, the builder that rejected the cornerstone became a chief cornerstone to those who believe. But you guys, supposed to, you were in the picture. The nation were, of course, in the heart of God from the beginning. That's what he called Israel, that there will be a light that made the whole world will look at Israel and we'll see, wow, I want to worship the God of Israel. That's what's happened, by the way. When the multitude, when they came out of Egypt, many people came out from Egypt and they joined to Israel. Why? After all, they are slaves. They're going to where? To the desert. What potential? Nothing. But what, what caused them to follow the Israelites? They have seen the hand of God and they say well, they will follow them because the God of heaven is their God the God of Israel you came in this way also you've saw you've seen through the Jesus Christ you've seen through the Messiah through the cross it gives you 
life and faith in God of Israel, and you came, will follow this God, this Messiah. So while the, the, the prophets shouting, the king will come, the king will come, the king came and he brought the kingdom of heaven. And we are privileged to be part of this kingdom. This kingdom is everything. Is everything. What else? When we came to find out that this mystery, this mystery, this secret that was hidden for us for thousands of years, our people of Israel still today in the synagogue when they pray seven times, please God, send us refreshment from above, send us the king from King David, the Messiah. They cry out in Yom Kippur. They beat their chest. Please, God, send us the Messiah. Not knowing that he's already came. Not knowing that here we are worshiping the Messiah of Israel. While many of them in blindness. Not knowing. Not knowing when the king, when the, when the king of kings, when the God of the universe came to visit the day of their visitation. They didn't recognize. Because they were supposed to recognize. They were supposed to know. They were supposed to accept. They were supposed to worship him. And through that to bring the kingdom and everyone to come to faith. But they rejected him. And what, what a day that was. What a day that was. And that picture, that picture, that painting, it's one day. They will look the second time, as it was with Joseph, the second time that they came, they recognize their brother. One day the Jewish people will recognize when he comes with glory because that's what the Jewish people are looking for a glorious king a king with a with a with the with the throne with a kingdom they didn't expect to come on a donkey and to die and they will cry out and they and I can it's just sitting in my mind one day when that will happen what the Jewish people and how they will hold and this picture just Capture this. Tears and cry and warm holding. The, how couldn't we say that? But now here for us, it's a reality for us. It's a reality for us. Our journey, the journey of the Jewish people from Egypt to the promised land, it's our journey. It's the shadow to the reality that we have in Christ Jesus. We've been brought out of Egypt. From slavery to sin, from the world, from the desires of this life, to a, to a country, to a kingdom, to a city that one day God has for us, that waits for us. What is our life? It's a short time. 80, 90, 100, 120. In Israel we don't give more than 120, we just 120. That's it. 
compared to eternity? I was sharing that previously, I've, I've lost my, my, my sister two months ago, and she was vicious against Jesus, vicious against my faith. And one day she just died. And now she sees what I was pleading and arguing with her for 20 something years. And Leora is our king, is our Messiah. This is the most Jewish thing you can do. It's to believe in the Jewish Messiah. No. But now she knows, sadly. But she's on the other side where the rich man and Lazarus do crying out, I didn't know, I didn't know. Send me, send somebody to tell my brothers. I've got five more brothers. Send somebody. No. If they didn't listen to the prophets, to Moses and the prophets, they will not listen if somebody even come from the dead. Sad. Sad. To and two more brothers that I lost in the last just six years. All of them against Christ. I'm the only one in the family that believe. I'm the only one in the city where I grew up who believe in Jesus. It had it all in the family. It had it all with our friends. Many of them I don't see. Because I'm a traitor, according to them. How can dare you believe in Jesus? The one who, in his name, they killed so many Jewish people. You believe in him? You don't do that. You don't. But by the grace of God, I remember saying to my, to my sister, Leora, arguing with him, Leora, this is not, you have to understand, this is not what I do. This is not something that I do. This is who I am. Deny this, I deny who I am, and who I, if I deny this, then I've got no reason to live here. That's what I am. Now that for thousands of years that my family, the Jewish people, were in darkness and, and calling me, me, simple Galilean, is anything good come come from the Galilee? Yeah, Jesus. Ziv. calling us. Why me? Why? I don't know. I was just stuck in some mountains in the Drakensberg Mountains in South Africa in, in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of in, rain, dark, everything, and one person show up there. One person. There is no reason for him to be there even, but one person came there. And this person while I was stuck, I don't know even where to sleep. I think I'm going to sleep in the car. He says, he met me and he said, what are you doing here? Are you Jewish? Are you Israeli? Yes. What are you doing here? I explained to him the story. It will be a privilege if you be my guest. And my story started there. And one person, destiny, purpose, meets Galilean out of Drakensburg in South Africa and then giving me a New Testament in Hebrew sharing with me the gospel and here I am sharing the gospel in the Galilee in Israel 
building in Roshpina. And it's quite amazing because the Lord brought me to, and be careful when you visit. I went to visit for one month, stayed 27 years. I came to visit back in Israel for six months, and I'm now eight years now. So visiting is... And we're building in Caesarea Philippi, where Jesus says, upon this rock I'll build my church. We build a church. And now we're building in a new church and a new, and a new work in Roshpina, the place called, it's a city that called Cornerstone that doesn't know that Cornerstone, what is the meaning. So we are building in the Cornerstone, the Cornerstone in Cornerstone. <laughs> but that's what we do. And by God's grace, next year we'll, we'll, we'll build a, a church in the place called Harvest, Katsirin. So it will be a triangle covering the whole upper Galilee with the Golan Heights, by God's grace. But that king, that king, it says in Colossians, that king that came and brought his kingdom, he called us. He called us, if, in chapter 3, verse 1, therefore, if you have been raised in Christ, I'll give you a little bit in Hebrew because you'll need to speak in Hebrew when you go to heaven. It's probably you need to speak Hebrew. So I'll give you a little bit of a one-minute lesson in Hebrew. Lachen, therefore, if, im, if you have been raised in Christ, long for, dream of, think of, love, meditate, talk of the things that above. For this is who we are, aren't we? Uh, what is the most precious to us? Our home is there, guys. Our home is there, not Texas. That's our home. Our citizenship is in heaven. So I'm first of all, you are first citizenship of heaven. I'm first citizen of heaven. And then we are American, Israelis, and so on, and so on, and so on. Now sharing. That think about even our own fi uh, biological family. I'm separated with my brothers and my sister. I'm separated with them for eternity. That's it. I'm not going to see them. But we, we are for eternity connected. Just think about it. It gives you perspective. It gives you perspective. Who are your sisters? Who are your brother? Who are your, your mother and, and father? Who is, your, who is your family? Those who are next to you? Those who are born again? For eternity, we are together with perfect body. Huh? Brother Greg, perfect body. Or eternity, it's, it's, it's giving you to think about, wow, what is important? As Jesus, you know, they say, your mother and your brothers are outside. What did he say to them? Those are my brothers. Those are my sisters. And what did he call us? This 
the king of kings who came to have to bring the kingdom of God, he called us now. The, he, the one that created everything, what in heaven, what in earth, what is everywhere, he called us now to build together with him. And he used us, simple us, simple us, to use us to build his kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, but he called us, look forward, dream of, think of the things above. For all these things here will perish and will not be. And when God shakes the earth, it's not one or two ten in, uh, in the Richter scale. No, it's above that. Nothing will stand. We know that, huh, Craig? Whatever we build here, it's too wonderful, it's great, but we know nothing will last. No matter how much you build it deep in the ground, it will go. What will stay is our faith cannot be shaken. You can put us on fire. And, and they did. They burn us on fire. Never deny the faith. The Lord called us to enjoy, to enjoy life in abundance, enjoy, have everything. But always know who you belong to. Always know and prioritize our life. What Put, because Israel was supposed to put God first and he said, I will put you first because you put God first. So when you put God first and God put you first, who, da, who do you put? Who does he put? Himself, of course. So strive to the things above. I'll finish with Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. Blessed are those who pour in spirit for they will see the kingdom of God. Only by this, when we hungry for the things above, then truly nothing on earth can satisfy us, only the things of heaven. Then truly we are poor because we can't buy them. There is no shop to buy this stuff. We need to go, we shop it on our knees, on our, in praying, meditation, in seeking God. Come poor. Come poor before God. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you, brother. They, they gave me 25 minutes, and last time I had one minute. Now I'm off five seconds. So, brother, sorry about it. <laughs> God bless you, Pastor. One more time, Pastor Israel, thank you so much for being here with us. I love that man's heart, and what a joy it is to partner with him in planting this church in Rosh Pina. Would you bow your heads with me for just a minute? Uh, we wouldn't want to leave here talking about Jesus without giving you an opportunity to know Jesus. The same Jesus that Pastor Israel heard about when he traveled to South Africa. The same Jesus he wrestled with for two years trying to make sense of all that the prophets had said and yet how could he believe in Jesus? The same Jesus comes to you and to me. The Bible says that we've sinned against God, though we were created to know him in a deep and personal way to fulfill the purpose he has for you. Our sin has separated us from God. The prophet Isaiah said, we're like shriveled leaves and our sins have driven us away from the Lord. Maybe you feel that this morning. You feel far from God. You feel shriveled on the inside. But though our sins separate us from God, God was relentless in his pursuit 
of you and of me to show us mercy and grace. And so we sent Christ, the Messiah, the one promised all throughout Old Testament history. He's coming, he's coming, and finally he came, born in Bethlehem. Raised and walked in the Galilee. He revealed the Father to us, what God is really like, but he went to a cross. And on that cross, he paid the penalty for your sin and for mine. The very thing that separates us from God, he paid for with his own blood and life. Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Have you believed in Jesus? Have you given your life to him? Has he changed you? I want to give you an opportunity to do that right now. It doesn't mean just to believe that he existed. It means to place your faith and trust in Christ. And maybe you're here today and you say, you know, Craig, that's what I need. I need to know for sure that I'm right with God. I don't want to feel alienated from God. I don't want to feel distant from God. I want to know him. I want to be forgiven. I want to be washed clean. Well, you can be washed clean today. God has brought you for this reason. So with everyone's head bowed, nobody looking around, if you'd say, you know, I want to know Christ, I'm going to pray a simple prayer of faith. And I want you to just lift up your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me. And I'll lead you in a prayer just right where you're seated. I'm not going to call you out. But if you raise your hand, Pastor, pray for me. Then I'll lead you in a simple prayer of faith right where you're seated. So if you're here today, you say, I want to know Jesus. I want to know Christ. Lift up your hand right now. Let me know that God's moving in your heart, and I'll lead you in a simple prayer of faith right where you are. Just lift it up right where you're seated right now. God's moving in your heart. Pastor, pray for me. I need Christ in my life. Lift up your hand. Anybody here? All right? Okay. All right. Anybody else? All right. All right. Thank you. Put your hand down now. Just pray this simple prayer with me. Dear Lord, I know I've sinned against you. I know I've gone my own way. But I believe that, Jesus, you died on the cross for me. I believe you rose again from the dead. And I'm asking you now, please forgive me. Please wash me clean. Please make me a new person. Today I choose to turn from my sin and to follow you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for making me new. Father, I thank you, God, for your mercy and your kindness and your goodness to us, Lord. Thank you for the gospel. Thank you for the Lord Jesus. Lord, thank you for what you're doing all around the world and that we get to play a small part in how you're calling the nations to yourself, Lord. I pray that we live this week not for earthly things, but for heavenly things. Lord, I pray that we'd fix our mind and think about and talk about and ponder not the things that are temporary, but the things that are eternal. And that we invest our life in the things that matter for heaven. Lord, thank you for Pastor Israel. Thank you for Pastor Zeev that's planting the church in Rosh Pina. Thank you for all these church planters. God, empower them and be with them now. And we pray this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said.
Amen.